We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to the Rotowire DFS Podcast, brought to you by FanDuel.com, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined by Benny Ricciardi as we break down the Thursday NBA DFS slate. You can find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at Roto- Rotocurve, Rotowire, among other places. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. The Rotowire DFS Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher, so if you get a chance to rate and review, please go ahead and share and subscribe. Benny, how did your guest spot on Sirius go this morning, sir? Oh, pretty good. I was on, uh, you know, with the Roto Expert guys and, you know, BSing a little bit about tonight's six-game NBA slate that we have and talking a lot about how you can basically get any guy you want on your roster today because there is an absolute ton of value plays that make sense. Yeah, I agree with you totally, and I've got a couple of these uh, big boys earmarked. Uh, the uh, rotation changes and the amount of injuries and rest guys that are all happening have allowed you to basically... Um, have carte blanche with your fancy lineups today. So let's go ahead and jump into it. Point guard position here uh, is up for the uh, six games on the Thursday slate. Let's talk about what you want to do here at the point guard position. Yeah, I think it's, you know, pretty cut and dry up top for me. Isaiah Thomas is probably the guy in the best spot. Uh, Point guard for Boston, playing against Portland Trail Blazers. 214 total there, three-point spread, so he should see a lot of minutes, should be able to put up a bunch of points. Portland is a horrendous defense. Damian Lillard, who will probably be the guy guarding him, doesn't play any defense, so I think Isaiah Thomas has a good spot here. 
I'm not as thrilled with Damian Lillard. As good as he is, Boston has really good point guard defense, so I don't think it's going to be an easy game for him. He's gotten kind of expensive. Um, in spots where he's a little bit cheaper, I guess he makes some sense, but I kind of feel like the spot is so much softer for Isaiah Thomas going up against him than it is for him on the other side probably going up against maybe Avery Bradley or Isaiah Thomas defense. So that's kind of the way I'm looking at it there. I would have loved Russell Westbrook if I knew Chris Paul was playing, but if you looked, the L.A. Clippers are basically sitting everybody on their team who plays significant minutes. Like, all their starters are sitting this one out. They're not, you know, trying to really win this game. So, you know, that that kills Westbrook a little bit for me because I don't think that, that this game is going to be... I don't think this is going to be a game where Westbrook plays, you know, 36, 37 minutes. I think that there's a good chance this one turns into a blowout and, you know, he's probably going to see less minutes. He could still put up a triple-double when he's out there on the floor, but even if you check his recent game logs... A triple-double's not really enough all the time to get him, you know, over that value threshold. But with that being said, with Chris Paul sitting out, you know, how do you feel? I know I'm not a big fan of this guy, and we've talked about him throughout the year. But you got to think at, like, minimum price, Austin Rivers, who's going to be playing 35 minutes now, is somebody we got to look at, right? Yeah, you actually have come around on Austin Rivers. He's done um, enough for me to sort of revamp his game to pit, to to be a better shot taker and um, pick his spots and f- figure out like within the offense how to not be a you know a consistent uh, you know bad shot taker and a thirty percent shooter. I mean, you take a look at what he's done in essentially bench minutes ever since he came back off the injury on February twenty ninth. There, he's been playing eighteen to twenty nine minutes there, and and about just about half the games he's reached double figures and you know you would like him to do a little bit more on the floor in terms of like rebounds assists and steals he's chipped in there um but you know in a handful of games i would say in about just under half of those those games if you played him in the gpp he um reached uh you know four and a half x or better which is not bad i mean i don't want to be you know you know pumping the guy up too much here but, you know, prime example, too, uh, at home against Boston, which is a really good defensive team, uh, he plays uh, 29 minutes because they broke out to a pretty big lead, and he produced 23 fantasy points, good for 6.66. So at minimum salary, that's exactly what you're looking for. They're like, give me 20 fantasy points with some upside. And, you know, you actually don't even need 20 fantasy points to hit 5x, and with the fact that you know that he's going to get starters minutes right now, this is basically an autoplay. It's 100 over minimum salary. So uh, I'll use him in cash and, and GPPs. You, you love the fact... Uh, that this this game, you know, because it is the Oklahoma City Thunder, is going to be at a pretty high pace, and because you have to take, um, you know, Chris Paul off the roster in this, there really isn't much they can do to say, you, you know, matter how bad the score gets, to, to take him off the court. So they're need him to play big minutes. So the minutes are probably locked in for thirty plus guaranteed, and you know he's shown that he can he can get to that twenty point mark, which is really all you need. He's going to have to really fall completely flat on his face, on his face to not get five uh, x. Uh, today, so definitely somebody I'm interested in. Uh, uh, sort of a little bit more expensive than that, but not too much. I, you know, is my automatic cash play, my salary balancer that I've been using all season long, and that's Patrick Beverly, um, who's going up against uh, Derrick Rose defense. Uh, there as well, five K is the price tag. Um, uh, Derrick Rose is not going to be 100, percent but looks like he's probable with that elbow injury. But even when he's been 100, percent he's been bottom five in terms of DVP at the point guard position all season long. So I will definitely be uh, looking to get some exposure to Bev as well. If you're not crazy about everybody up top, and you know, I I, I hear what you're saying on Westbrook. I still think it's uh, you know at least a fairly solid play. But you know, it is 
oh, you know, a very good, you know, uh, shot at th- that game getting out of hand pretty quickly. And, you know, if you, for whatever reason you don't roll Isaiah Thomas, I'm totally fine preparing like Bev and Rivers at the point guard position and customizing, you know, some of the better options that you can take advantage of, starting with Harden at the two uh, there as well, and sort of, you know, trying to get really big um, at the uh, other positions that are available to, for us today. Uh, anybody else you want to mention at point guard before we go on to the two? Yeah, there's a couple other cheap options. Um, Shane Larkin is like $4,000 or a little bit below. I think he's only a couple hundred bucks more than Rivers. He's been playing 30 minutes over the last four games and putting up about 26 to 28 fantasy points. So I think he's another guy we can take a look at. Um, Also, Tim Frazier from New Orleans. He's around the $4,000 price range as well. Uh, Again, you know, New Orleans really only has seven guys that are dressing right now, so every one of them is playing some decent minutes. You know, don't be scared away by the Tony Douglas thing. You know, like I said, they're the only two guys that are out there to play. So he's still seeing, you know, 25 to 30 minutes and putting up, you know, 25, 30 fantasy points. So I think, so. like you said, I think you can go like double cheap if you wanted to. But there is so much value on the slate that I think you're going to, you know, you, you could wind up going cheap all over the place and ending up with, you know, fifteen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000 in salary that you still need to spend. And, you know, that's when you can go back and say, all right, let me take one of these guys out and go up to a Westbrook or, or an IT2 or something like that. All right, fair enough. Uh, I think I'm with you there overall. Let's go ahead and move on from the point guard position over over to shooting guard here for the, two, uh, for the Thursday slate and talk about what you want to do with the two. Yeah, I mean, James Harden is the obvious standout here. And at this point in the year, you got to look at motivation like we talked about last time. His Houston team is clinging to that eighth seed in the West. So, you know, we've seen him play over 40 minutes in the last five or six games because they've needed to win and they need him on the floor in order to do so. And he's a high um, fantasy point per minute producer. So the more minutes he's out on the floor, the more fantasy points he's going to give you. He's given us over 60 in like four of his last six games. You know, his floor has been like 48 fantasy points recently. So I think you're safe to get, uh, you know, just about a 5x out of him here and probably even have some upside into the 60s and 70s. So I don't see any way where you can't use James Harden tonight. Yeah, James Harden's going to be locked into my lineups overall, especially if I'm taking my own advice and going uh, double chief at the point guard position. Even if I did roll Isaiah Thomas, which, I, like I said, um, I agree with you. I think it's a great call. I'm still probably going to cram James Harden in my lineup at, at 10-9. Um, because we can take advantage of guys like Jamal Crawford, who I think is going to be just as important as a play, uh, if not more, uh, as Austin Rivers. We're going to need him to do some heavy lifting once again. And, uh, you know, uh, despite the fact that, you know, the the uh, L.A. Clippers have been playing, playing basically shorthanded for the majority of the season, they've stayed in uh, a lot of games overall. So, you know, uh, the spread is 8.5, but I wouldn't be surprised if they hang out uh, in this game for a, a good portion of of this contest, and don't forget, um, I, w- w- Kevin Durant didn't play the last contest. I don't know if that was rest or a late injury scratch. Do you happen to know what the deal with uh, Katie Trey uh, sitting against Detroit was? Yeah, I, to be honest with you, I think it was just rest because I don't think they can really do much with their position anyway. I think they're locked into the three seed, right. and I think the Clippers are locked into the four seed, which is why the Clippers decided, you know, we're just going to take it easy on the tail end of this back-to-back. We're going to sit Chris Paul. We're going to sit DeAndre. You know, we're going to sit J.J. Redick. So I completely agree with the Jamal Crawford call. He's 4,700, and you're going to be locked into, you know, 30, 35, probably 35 minutes out of him, and they're going to be asking him to score. So I definitely think that this is a game where, 
you know, I think Harden and Crawford is going to be a very popular twosome, but, you know, I think it's also the right twosome. Now, the next question I have for you here is, this might be a little bit uh, off the board for a few reasons. Uh, I'm talking about Victor Oladipo here. He's 8,200, which is like the second highest uh, price at the shooting guard position for today. He's missed a couple games uh, with a, a wrist issue and then came back and played 26 minutes and didn't do a ton overall you know so uh the, the only good news is here is the price tag was up at 85 and it's now it's you know it's 300 discount he's on the road um but it's monte ellis defense there there's a lot of like you know mitigating factors to recommend victor lodipo but because of the spot because of how bad um uh ellis has been all season long and you know the the, the prior production can you make a case for victor lodipo or do you want to go in a different direction yeah, I mean, I probably wouldn't be willing to pay up that high for him because I think there are guys that are cheaper, you know, that I really like the spots that they're in. You know, obviously Crawford, who we talked about. I'm also a big fan of Will Barton today. He's put up two really, really good games back-to-back here. Um, 32 minutes a game he played in his last two, put up 40 fantasy points in both of them. So I'd rather spend down at, like, 5400 for a guy like him or even go, like, even further below a guy like Crawford to, um, you know, a guy like Crabb over on uh, Portland. He's been seeing more minutes lately. He's down there, you know, around minimum price. I think he's like 3,600 or 3,700 he is today. And he's been giving us, you know, 25, 30 fantasy points, 20 to 30 fantasy points in his last couple games. So I, I don't see myself double spending up for Oladipo. If I had money to come up off of a guy like Crawford, I would rather use that money to come off uh, one of the point guards and get up to like an IT2 or, you know, somebody or, or Westbrook at the point guard spot and then roll with, you know, Harden and Crawford because I just think the two of them are in such good spots. All right. Uh, fair enough. I'm with you with that call there as well. Um, the only other guy that I would be, uh, you know, sort of uh, interested in aside from Will Barton is, you know, I want to take a look at Jimmy Butler. I, I know that this, it's always been a little bit of a question as to whether or not you can, um, you know, trust him for significant production whenever Der- Derek Rose is in the lineup. Um, and he hasn't set the world on fire, but, you know, the price has been pretty stagnant uh, for him overall. I, I, you see what what's happened. To me, what makes it a little bit interesting is he was sitting at the 8,700 range, I don't think it was necessarily justifiable, and now we've got a thousand dollars off that price tag. So, uh, and it is James uh, Harden defense in, in this spot, and we know because of the total that you're gonna, you should expect some some pretty high scoring overall. This little hasn't posted here just yet, but it is in Houston. I expect it to probably be two ten plus. Uh, so uh, Jimmy Butler is a guy that I will look at because we're getting a significant discount on the price tag, and Derrick Rose is not completely healthy with that elbow injury, so he might have to cover uh, additional um, amounts of the load uh, in order to keep uh, Chicago in this contest. So um, that's how I'm wrapping up the two-guard position here. Anybody else that you want to pump before we uh, dump over to the three? No, I think that's about it for two guards. All right, let's go ahead and talk about um, the small forward position, but before we do that, we have to let everybody know that if you're not subscribing to rotowire.com right now, um, what's your deal? We don't we don't know why that's happening, and we want to rectify that. So we're uh, going to go ahead and said uh, let you know that we have the 10 day free trial available. Rotowire.com/pod is where you take advantage of that. We've got lineup optimizers for MLB, NBA. 
NFL, NHL, college basketball, college football, soccer, golf. Uh, eight different DFS sites are covered, lineup optimizers, up-to-the-minute depth charts, and complete draft kits for all the major sports. If you want to take advantage of all the insider information and articles that we have available at our disposal to give to you, to give you that inside edge, you can do so here along with us here at rotowire.com slash pod is where you do so. All right, small forward is up. Let's go ahead and talk about what you want to do with the swing position for Thursday. Yeah, I don't mind paying up for LeBron James here if I have the money to do so. I think that Cleveland's a little bit upset about the way that last game against Brooklyn went, and this time they're at home in their building, so I'm expecting them to put on a much better show and you know LeBron to really step it up and make sure they don't lose to Brooklyn twice in uh, you know a span of two weeks. Coming down from him, the, coming down from him though, I think is where is where it gets interesting because I don't, I'm not really looking at Durant or, or Paul George today. I do like Trevor Ariza in that game against Chicago. Chicago's not great at guarding uh, wings outside of Jimmy Butler, who we got to figure is going to be on Harden. So I think Ariza will have a good spot, and he's been playing 36, 37 minutes too. You know, Harden's not the only guy who's seeing extra minutes right now with. Uh, with them trying to, you know, make sure they make the playoffs. So Reese has been doing it as well. So he's been giving us a little bit of an upside, you know, in his last couple games. And then Jeff Green and Jordan Hamilton are two cheap guys that I'm looking at. Hamilton, I think, is more like, you know, maybe he'll get you 6, 7x kind of thing at minimum price. Jeff Green is only $1,000 off of minimum price. And he's probably going to have to take on some of the scoring load because there aren't a lot of guys in that Clippers team that can score, especially when you sit Chris Paul, J.J. Redick, and, uh, and DeAndre Jordan. So to me, those are the, the three or four guys that I have my eye on at the small forward spot. All right. Uh, I think that's somebody that um, I'm looking forward to uh, getting some exposure to as well. So I love the Braun Gall at 10-1. It's going to be... Um, some it's going to put you in um, you know value town territory if you go back to back with LeBron and James Harden. But the good news is is we've got you know the the guys that we can sort of make a case for that uh, balance out salary and Michael Beasley is definitely a guy that I, I I like getting some exposure to overall. The prices still remain reasonable at 5K and he's been doing a good job of of, of paying off this price tag. Take a look at the um, you know the value that he's provided. The 30 fancy points good for 6.2x. Then just comes up with 20 fancy points, just under 21 fancy points, but that was at a $4,700 price tag. That was just below 5x. And then the game before that, 32 fancy points in 27 minutes and 7.1x. So he's been doing a ton of damage, uh, scoring at will and rebounding for, uh, at a pretty good clip um, off the bench in you know 22 plus minutes of action. So I definitely like getting some exposure to uh, Michael Beasley. He's a guy that I'll be interested uh, in as well. And you know what? I want to know if you can make a case uh, for a guy like like Paul George in the spot uh, against Orlando. He's you know top three projected, but he never really just you know gets talked about nearly as much when you see LeBron and and Kevin Durant as potential options on the slate there as well. How do you feel about um, Paul George? Do you feel like he's going to catch um, like Evan Fournier defense? Because if he does, I think that, that makes him super interesting here for the Thursday slate. Yeah, I mean, he'll probably catch 48 defense. My my thing with Paul George is, you know, he, he's not a bad option. I mean, he had back-to-back games where he put up, you know, like 45 fantasy points or so. So, you know, at 90, what is he, 9,500, I think? Uh, no, 8,900. 89, at 89, all right, so he's about 9K. So he's giving you about 5X of a return. My problem is, you know, you can spend up only a couple, you know, a couple hundred, a couple thousand more 
like 11, 12, 1500 more or get a KD or a LeBron James, who I like a lot better. And, you know, as I said in the opening, on this slate today, there's so much value that's available there that you can pay up for the guys that you really want to pay up for. So I don't mind Paul George. I mean, he's obviously a great player. But if I ha- I'm only paying up for one guy at the small forward spot, and to me it's probably going to be LeBron. All right, fair enough. Um, so I, I think uh, I'm interested in getting some exposure to Paul George because I think that he might be a nice, um, you know, solid cash gameplay at, at just 3900 So for whatever reason, you can't make the, the, the top-tier price um, work for LeBron. Um, or if you decide to go for it with Kevin Durant for some reason at 10.6, I think he's inter- uh, interesting there, and then I'll draw the line probably at Michael Beasley five uh, uh, k and uh, call it a day in in that spot. Um, let's go ahead and move on to the power forward position here on the Thursday slate, and you know there's a couple of different ways that we can go here. We've got um, uh, Jared Sollinger against Portland is a guy who's potentially interesting. Um, and, you know, Serge Ibaka against the empty set that we've talked about against the uh, L.A. Clippers here. Uh, what's, your gonna, what's going to be your approach here, uh, given the amount of options that we have uh, at the four? Is, is Mir- Miritich is listed as a three on, on Sandal, right? Correct. All right, I also, I also want to just, uh, before we go, I just want to throw his name back in there in the mix, too, because I have him listed as power forward here. Um, I actually have him as my top power forward play here. If you missed it the other night, Taj Gibson actually got hurt in the first quarter of that game. And whenever Gibson's not in, you know, whenever one of those big guys is out, you tend to see more minutes for the other ones. Miritich played 36 minutes, put up 28 points, 10 rebounds, just had an absolutely monster game. So I like Miritich a lot as well if, uh, if we find out Taj Gibson's out. But he's small forward. So moving on to the power forward spot over here, you know, I think this is another position where you can kind of look to save a little bit of money. You know, Kevin Love is actually not very expensive, so I, I consider him actually a salary saver almost in this situation. He's only 6800 which I think is a good price for him. And again, the same argument I made. They, they got embarrassed by that loss they had last time, so I expect Cleveland to come out here and really, um, you know, put their foot down and put the pedal to the metal. I think this is going to be a good showing for them, and I think you get a good game out of uh, both Kevin Love and LeBron today. I also like uh, Jared Selinger going up against Portland. Portland's big guys are pretty weak. Selinger's been playing pretty solid lately. He's been rebounding well and seeing a lot of minutes. And his price is pretty cheap. He's only at 5600 And I actually like him a little bit more than I like Miles Turner, who's one of the other guys that, that people are going to talk about, and a little bit more than I like Aaron Gordon, who's been a solid cash game play but hasn't really shown you any upside. So for tournaments, I think Selinger's the guy that I like in that you know middle to lower uh, – kind of price range there and then from there you can go down there's a couple cheap guys you can take a look at uh Darrell Arthur's been playing big minutes the last couple games he's still dirt cheap at 3600 I think he's in a good spot against that New Orleans team you know but well if Taj Gibson's out I think you get a few more minutes out of Bobby Portis there he's another guy that you can take a look at um Jason Smith been playing some good minutes now with Vucevic still out of the lineup you got Dante Cunningham who is the only guy I know that can play you know, 44 minutes on the floor and wind up with less than 20 fantasy points. But you still, you still got to respect minimum price getting 40 minutes, a, you know, 40 minutes a game in a paced-up game against Denver. So I think there's a lot of cheap guys that you can look at here. And then, you know, a couple guys up there in like the 5.5 to 6.5K range where you really don't have to spend a lot of money here. I mean, I think the most expensive power forward on a day is actually Dad Young at 7,500. 
And he's not really somebody that I'm looking to roll out there against Cleveland. So, you know, everybody that you're going to be getting is going to be, you know, like 6,500 or less. Yeah, for, for me, I I think there's a couple of different directions that um, you can definitely go in for for the power forward position overall. Um, I, I I am interested in, in Serge Ibaka because the price has fallen all the way down to 5,500. I, I do agree with your call on Dante Cunningham, despite the fact that I hate his his game. It's just, you know, there's they've basically have gone, you know, uh, with nobody um, in terms of, you know, offensive ability. So he's, by hook or by crook, he's going to have to uh, end up taking more shots than he actually should. Uh, Serge Ibaka got the rest day, and then before that had followed up, you know, his last three contests with 5.5, 6.3, and 6x in three of the past four games. Those came against Houston, one against uh, at home in a big spot against the San Antonio Spurs, and on the road on the number two seed against the Toronto Raptors. So he's really stepped up his production, um, you know, based on the uh, based off of the price tag. It hasn't been really overwhelming. It's really just like 15 and eight in three straight games. But that's exactly what you need to pay off um, that that salary. So we've finally gotten him to a reasonable price, and you know we don't have to uh, expect as much. And this is a good spot for him to produce. Uh, you know, uh, given the matchup uh, as well. So I'll be taking a look at Serge Ibaka um, in, in this spot. Now, the, the next question that we have is, you know, where do you draw the line on the bottom of the barrel aside from Dante Cunningham? Is there anybody else in the, you know, uh, that same area, uh, area, like, you know, the Tristan Thompsons, uh, the Ed Davises, the um, even maybe the Miles Turners against, you know, that, that, that set. And then you have Aaron Gordon at 5,700. Any of those, like, you know, 1 to 2K above men's salary guys that we can sort of scratch a lottery ticket on, at least in a GPP? Or are you going to draw the line uh, at the very bottom with Dante Cunningham? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, like I said, I like Darrell Arthur on the other side as well. You know, even with uh, Fareed back yes, the last couple games, you know, he's still playing big minutes, putting up big numbers, and I think he's still down at, what, like 36, 3700 as well. You know, I think he he's a little bit interesting. I, I think you want to spend up a little bit more on there, though. I mean, I don't I don't really love a lot of the guys down at the bottom. I think it basically is what you said. You're kind of scratching the lottery ticket and taking a a GPP chance. But for cash games, I'm not going down to any of those guys down there. All right, fair enough. All right, let's go ahead and, and close out the show here at the center position and talk about what you want to do here in the pivot for the Thursday slate. Yeah, I think this is pretty easy for me. There's really only two guys I have on my list. If I can afford to pay up, I'm going to Pau Gasol. Uh, going up against Houston, Houston's big guys aren't all that good. You know, Pau's a guy that can give you a lot of a lot of points, a lot of rebounds, um, gets a decent amount of assists, can add in a block and a steal as well. So he's the one guy that I'd be willing to pay up for. The guy who I'm actually the most interested in, though, is Cole Aldridge. You got no DeAndre Jordan in this game. You got Aldridge at bare minimum price at 3500 over on FanDuel. He's going to see 30 to 35 minutes. If you look at his game log, anytime this guy sees over 24 minutes of action, when he sees over 24 minutes of action, he's been giving you about 30 fantasy points, if not more. So I expect him to see over 25 minutes in this game. I expect him to put up 30 fantasy points. So for a price of only 3,500, I'll gladly take a guy whose floor is probably 8x and gives me, you know, 10 or 11x upside. All right. So for me, I love to call Aldridge call minimum price. Whenever they've rolled into the lineup, he's been a monster. I think he's an underrated player mm-hmm. who probably been should have been playing more, you know, backup minutes all, all season long. They have integrated him more since. 
Um, you know, they had the injuries that they had, and uh, the you know when DeAndre Jordan missed a few games there for a bit. So he's been involved, but to me, I think he's always been an underrated guy who has a nice you know 15 foot range. Uh, outside game and you know holds his own in there um, in the paint as well so I do like that call I actually you know don't mind in this spot gambling with Dwight Howard who's a little bit more um, you know expensive than Cole Aldridge for sure 1600 is a price tag but you know if you come down below a Pagasol for 8500 Dwight Howard has been you know producing at, at a double double level and not much more than that um, but we know Pagasol has been a guy who I think has been ranked in the bottom 10 pretty much all season long at, in, in center defense um, at, at the uh, at the pivot. So if you, for some reason, it's going to be the problem I have with salary construction is, is if I go LeBron and if I go James Harden, it's going to be very, very tough for me to squeeze uh, Pau Gasol in there unless I'm going min everywhere else. And like you said, you can actually go close to min at the point guard position for two guys or close to it. And, you know, at um, you know, p- power forward down below if you want to scrape the bottom with like Dante Cunningham. So you can make it work. Um, but if you find that you're a little bit in a salary squeezer spot, I-, I would be interested in Dwight Howard at 6,800 um, because he's at home and it's going to be uh, the Chicago Bulls defense who've coughed up a lot of points in many different spots on the road. So um, that's interesting to me. And But to, I'm with you 100%. Cole Aldridge is going to be a max exposure for, uh, guy uh, for me. As well, the last question I have to you is, um, I think the Denver bigs are in a pretty good spot, um, but you know it's turned back into a guessing game between Jokic and you know Joffrey Lavernier and Nurkic. Um, the the good news is is that you might have some injury uh, situation or I guess illness is what you can call it with uh, with Nurkic, which may keep him out of the out of the mix here and make our our choice a little bit simpler do you want any exposure there because it is new orleans and you know that that whole mess with omar ashik uh Ajinsa and kendrick perkins or are you just going to be 100 max exposed to cole aldridge that you're not going to get involved there yeah i mean i i know that aldridge is going to see 25 to 30 minutes because they don't have anybody else i don't know what's going to happen with denver i mean jokic could play 30 minutes he could play 15 Nurkic could get 25 minutes this game. He could be a DMP, and this is a late start game, so I might not know that before, you know, lineups lock anyway. You know, you look at a guy like Lavernier who's been getting a couple extra minutes. I mean, if you told me two of these three guys aren't playing, I would love the other guy. But right now, I have no way of knowing which one of these guys is going to play 20 minutes and which one of these guys is going to play 30 and which one of them is going to play 15 because, as we've seen, you know, they're, they're more than content to switch it up on a game-by-game basis and, you know, stay with the hot hand or, you know, go with the matchup that's working. And for fantasy purposes, I want certainty. I want to know, you know, this guy is going to see this many minutes or this guy's going to see that many minutes in my cash games. And in my tournaments, I want as much upside as I can get. And I don't feel like any of those guys have more upside than Cole Aldridge does because Cole Aldridge can get me the same 30, 35 points that these other guys can get me. And he's doing it at 3,500, and I'm, I'm more positive about the number of minutes he's going to play. So it, it's really tough for me to pick any other value play other than Cole Aldridge today because I just think he's in such a good spot, and you know you know what you're getting from him. I mean, if we remember last year when this guy was on the Knicks at the end of the season, you know he was almost a must-roster guy in March in, in NBA DFS because he was putting up 
you know, 25 to 40 fantasy points on any given night, and he was doing it at a, you know, a minimum price. So that's basically the situation we have with him here. DeAndre Jordan is definitely not playing today. You know, I think you just roll Cole Aldridge out if you're looking for a cheap guy and you don't overthink it. All right, fair enough. I think I'm going to have a ton of exposure there. That's how I'm going to have it um, uh, where I sort of, you know, book my uh, bookmark uh, a lot of my action. And uh, I'm fine living and dying with, uh, with Cole Aldridge in the majority of my lineups overall. And if you want to pay up uh, because you have a salary, then you have got a couple good options with Howard and Gasol in the same game. And that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire DFS podcast for Thursday. Thanks for listening. Uh, don't forget to check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. You can check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire and Rotowire.com for all your season long and DFS fantasy wants and needs. Thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.